Yep. Uh, I just looked it up and Reflector by the Arcade Fire is available. Expected availability is October 29th and it is available for pre-order right now on their website and on iTunes. Mm. I have little to no interest in that. I'm interested in the new Pearl Jam album, however. Oh, no. Um, have you, I mean, did you listen to the suburbs at all? Yeah, man, I listened to all of it and I listened to whatever the other bullshit that they released was. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're just absolutely terrible. Mm. Yeah, no, no. Hands down. It's like, I will, I will debate Mm. you this with for about the next 45 minutes for our podcast. If you want to debate the arcade fire. I don't know that I want to debate it. Uh, cause you will lose. How will I I do that to you? There's, there's, tell me one redeeming quality or characteristic about their music. Dude, it's just music that, uh, how to put it, um, it's, it's one of the rare albums where every time I listen to it, I hear something new in the, in the music and the songwriting is great to begin with. I don't think it is great. It's Mm. kind of just Mm. derivative. I mean, it's 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 derivative, like trying to be ultra quirky indie rock music. It's just like it is the quintessential indie rock music. Like they 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 kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Distilled every aspect of what indie rock should be. Where they were like, "This is it. We're all gonna have kind of strange accents." We're going to be a little weird from Canada, but it's French Canadian. We're going to throw an accordion in there just because why the hell not? Who plays the accordion anymore? We're going to sing about some sort of disaffected youth, even though we're probably about 35 and we're no longer youths. And then we're just going to kind of throw it all together and, you know, be this kind of traveling band and outfits that nobody's worn since about 1925 and call it music. (laughs) Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they've, they've definitely got like an affect about them that I don't really care about, but I I think the music is well done. It's conceptually well done and it is creatively like, eh, it is well executed. Um, but we can agree to disagree this Pearl jam record you're talking about. What is this lightning bolt? Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Um, cool. Uh, is this produced by Brendan O'Brien? Like always, I would imagine so. Hmm. I'm going to put it in the notes for the show. Uh, so I was thinking, <laughs> are, are we, are we recording right now or is this just, Oh yeah. Oh, we're always, so, always uh, recording. Is, is, my, is my rant on the arcade fire going in there too? Yeah, it is. Awesome. Uh, unless, I mean, unless you want me to take it out, but no, no, that's totally fine. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll rant against anybody. <laughs> um, let's see. I just put the Pearl jam in the notes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Pearl Jam, it's like their last album was whatever. I mean, I'm not going to say that Backspacer was like, you know, a revolutionary album for them. I thought it had some really good tracks on it. You know, I think that it was a shame because their biggest single off there was called Breathe. And it kind of, truthfully, it sounded like it could have been on a Dave Matthews Band album. No, like, I didn't even it, hear the single. It, it was that oak of song. But they also had, um, uh, what is it called? Like, the fixer or something like that. They had, they had a few really, really good songs on there, hmm. but they were really good. Like Pearl jam songs. It's, it wasn't mind blowing like 10 or vitology or verses or any of those, you know, those albums that they did back in the early nineties where when they came out, it really like, you know, 
it kind of changed music in general. It wasn't anything like that, but it was good. You know, I, I, I enjoy Pearl Jam. You know, they're coming, they're coming down here. And I would love to see them live. We're actually going to see two concerts this week alone. Oh, wow. What are you going to see? We're going to see Phosphorescent, which that's actually a good indie album. You should check out another kind of still alt country ish. They uh, have a few albums out that are really good. Here's Taking It Easy is a really good one, as is something called like Muchacha. I think it's called Muchacho. Um, and uh, they're playing with Shaky Graves, who we're kind of obsessed with. He's an artist from Austin. Okay. Um, he's incredible. But uh, And then on uh, Saturday, uh, I bought Amanda tickets for her birthday to go see The National and Tame Impala. Awesome. Uh, which should be fun. I like The National a lot. Their album, Trouble Will Find Me, was really, really good. I mean, it was. I was expecting something entirely different from them when they came out, when they came out with it. I thought they were going to just kind of go away from everything that they had built up for themselves because they're kind of like, you know, they're a very, they're like the quintessential Brooklyn band. Right. You know, the very kind of somber baritone singer wearing a lot of vests and, you know, very down tempo, you know, anti stadium rock music that somehow found its way into a stadium. And I thought that this album was actually going to be um, their transition into that kind of stadium rock sound. And they surprised me in a good way in the fact that they really stuck to their guns and they stuck to what they do best. Cool. You know, and so that was good. And Tim Paul's a, I mean, do you deal with Tim Paul or no? Uh, no, I, I mean, I have listened a little bit and I liked it. Um, I've actually had my head in old stuff that I loved recently. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but I've been listening to a lot of saves the day the last week. They're coming down here. Actually, they're going to be at trees. Oh man. yeah, I really want to go see him. Actually, you should. Um, so, did I don't know? Have you listened to any of their stuff since uh, In Reverie? No, that was the last album of theirs that I heard. I mean, truthfully, it's like you know, I listened to a lot of their other stuff. They're they're really early stuff because of you, and I listened to In Reverie because of you. But the only album of theirs that I really ever connected with on a full level mm-hmm. was uh, Stay What You Are. Yeah, Stay What You Are. I mean, I, I mean, that album's incredible though. Yeah, I mean, stay what, stay what you are is great. And in Reverie, um, I think in Reverie is good, but it is not. I stay what you are was a peak, but after in Reverie, they did a couple albums. Um, let's see, they they had. I mean, they've always had massive turnover in that lineup. Um, I think the singer is the only guy who was originally in it, and he's the only guy from the through being cool, uh, stay what you are era, um, who's still in the band, but. They did uh, a trilogy of albums, a trilogy in D minor. <laughs> so they did a trilogy of records called Sound the Alarm, Under the Boards, and Daylight. And I just realized I have not heard Daylight. I don't have it, and I haven't heard it, and I'm going to go pick it up this week. Um, but on Sound the Alarm, they have Manny from Glassjaw playing bass. Really? And then their drummer left after Sound the Alarm. So on Under the Boards, it is the rhythm section from Glassjaw. That's interesting. I mean, does it sound like it or not? It, it does. I mean, knowing that, it, knowing that, I hear it. Absolutely. Um, That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. I've, I, I've been in the, I mean, it's like, man, like I said, I, I've just been listening to some, like, over the past number of days, just so much of that kind of, like, jangly country sort of stuff. So my... I'm completely on the other on the other side of the spectrum from you right now, except for the fact that 
I have been super, super into Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, okay, that's a good choice. Yeah, man. I mean, I like their album. Their new album, like Clockwork, really surprised me at how good it was, which made me want to go back and listen to the rest of their stuff because for so many years I hated them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just didn't even want to give them the time of day. All right, and. I think it was due to about three bad experiences at live shows that they did. Uh, (laughs) And I, and I, um, uh, but I went back and songs for the deaf is incredible. Just really, really good songwriting. I mean, just heavy desert stoner rock, which is just incredible, you know, and, and as is, and you rated R, era vulgaris. I mean, they're all just really great riff albums. And I think Josh home is a, is an incredible writer. You know, did, I think it didn't give him enough credit. Did you get into that record that he did with Grohl and John Paul Jones? Yeah, them Crooked Vultures. Super yeah, that's awesome. what it was. Yeah, super super awesome. I mean, again, I think that that was then that, that was years ago, but that was the first time that I gave him any sort of credit. Mm-hmm. And and then just recently, I kind of went back and had to listen to Queens of the Stone Age a little bit more yeah. because it definitely it, this new album, like Clockwork, definitely warranted you know, warranted a second listen to some albums that I might have, you know, overlooked. Gotcha. But, you know, yeah. So, but Queens of the Stone is what I'm into right now. Um, and an old country. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just dropped a link to like clockwork into the notes. Um, do you know how to make the ellipsis on your keyboard when you're typing? I'm going to teach you something. Please do. Uh, let's see if I can actually do it now. Um, it is, so you're on your Mac, right? It's different on Windows, and I don't know what it is. But on the Mac, if you hit Option, semicolon, it gives you the ellipsis mm-hmm. character. I did not know that. Yep. It's an important one. <laughs> Although at work, our Exchange server mangles it into some weird-looking S every time I do it. I don't, I don't know. Not every time, uh, just sometimes, which makes me think it's something weird going on on the server. I don't, I don't understand it. But... Oh, word. All right. So, what are we talking about right now? So, aside, aside from my ranting about random things, no, man, no, that was good, good music talk. Um, <laughs> so, I was the figuring I spent some time this week playing with Apple's Mastered for iTunes tools. And I don't even know what that is. Yeah, right. So, exactly. I figured maybe I could tell you a little bit about that. Um, and if you're listening to this and you don't really care about Apple stuff, that's fine. Um, this is not so much an Apple thing as it is just a mastering thing, an audio thing. Uh, it is from Apple, but, um, it is basically a set of tools so that you can preview, uh, how your music will sound when it goes through the processing on the iTunes backend. So when you, uh, have you ever... Did you ever put music in the iTunes store, Keith? Yeah, actually, did. I did put it into it through. I did it through. Uh, uh, what is that? What is that big one? The big uh, site out there. Shoot, mm. what's it called? You, you don't you don't know how to do it. It's like you go on to, uh, and of course, right now, as you ask me this while we're recording, I'm not coming up with it. But yes, I did. I put many many albums on iTunes music store, and I'll come up with the name of it in a second. Uh, yeah, I've, I know what service you're talking about. I just can't remember. Um, of but when I search right. for Bellicose in iTunes, I don't see anything. It might have lapsed at this point. Uh, oh, man, that's a bummer. I know. I need to put it back on. I, I was getting yelled at about that by, uh, by Mo and a couple of the other guys. Mm, okay. Um, well, when you put it back on, we can, we can link to that, too. 
Um, but basically, you know the process, right? You upload a lossless version, like a wave file or an AIF file. TuneCore. TuneCore. Right. TuneCore. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you, you know the deal, right? You upload a lossless file, right? Right. And the way Apple does it on their back end is they immediately create a lossless, I think they said it's an Apple lossless encoded version of it, just to shrink the file size down some. And they hold on to that lossless encoded version of it forever. Um, and then they also create a file in whatever their current format is, which right now is 256 kilobit per second AAC. And that's what people get when they buy it and download. Um, the reason they keep the lossless version is so that if they ever increase the resolution of the format in the future, they can re-encode everything to the new format without any degradation. What it, so if, if what they offer is 256, yep. how, how high is lossless? Oh, uh, I'm... Mm, is it like a million? Is it like a million fifty-six? No. Uh, so if you rip a CD right at forty-four point one kilohertz, sixteen bits, um, then that shows up in iTunes. I think the number, because I see this all the time, is one thousand four hundred and eleven megabits per second. Hold on, let's see if we can do some math here. Forty-four thousand <laughs> one hundred samples times sixteen bits per sample is 705 yeah okay that's 705,000 so 705 kilobits per second but that's times two because it's stereo which gets you to 1.411 1 1 million 411,200 samples per second in iTunes it looks like uh 1,411 kilobits per second so instead of 256 would be 1,400 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So if you like, if you have wave files or anything that you've ripped in your iTunes library, there's a you can always go into the options view thing and turn on sample rate as one of the things that your music is sorted by. Um, and you can see that only huge nerds do that though. I do it because this is crazy, right? But like when I'm working on something, I'm typically working with wave files and then I will create MP3s or whatever. And I'll have them both in the library. And there's no easy way to differentiate them other than bitrate, which is really weird. You'd think that there would be like a, a view category there where you could say, you know, show me the file type. Um, but the last time I checked, at least, that did not exist. So, hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, so you upload the lossless version. Um, I think they do manage to get the bitrate down I guess I don't know how they store the lossless version, but um, I know that they are able to recover the WAV file bit perfectly from it. So, uh, so you upload the high res version. They store a high res version, and they store the current format. Um, and you remember back in the day? I don't know. I guess from the get go, they were doing 128 kilobit per second AAC yes. files. Yes, and, and then a couple of years ago, they introduced iTunes Plus format, which was the 256, and you could pay is that, extra uh, for it. I remember them introducing that, and I didn't really understand what that was, and I refused to pay extra. Right, okay. Well, um, I think that everything in the store now is at that format. So, And if you purchase something in the old format, I think you can go in and download it at the higher resolution. And they were 
able to change everything over because they had everything stored as a lossless file on their servers. Um, okay. So, right. So if you are working on music for yourself or for somebody else, right, um, you want to know how it's going to sound in the current iTunes playback format. So Apple provides this thing called Mastered for iTunes, and it is a set of uh, tools, basically. It's, there's a document. So I'm going to put a link to this on, on the website, too. Uh, there's a document with a lot of the details of what they're doing behind the scenes. But the really cool thing is the set of mastering tools they give you. And uh, there are what's in the tools. I think there are four things in the tools. There is a little application that will create the... Um, you drag your WAV file or your AIF file onto the application, and it spits out um, the 256K AAC file that is a bit-perfect match to what iTunes will have. So, hmm. so while you're working, you can do that. You can just take a WAV file, drag it on there, and see how it sounds. And if you're not happy with how it sounds, you can go back and manipulate the WAV file, and you can keep going until you're happy. So at a minimum, it's a way to audition what your music is going to sound like on the store. Um, and if you are ambitious, you can do an iterative approach to sort of dial it in. So uh, music that's gone through this process can be badged as mastered for iTunes. And it, it can result in slightly better sound quality. Um, if the mastering engineer knows what the final format is like this, then they can do some things to tweak it and make sure that you don't get space monkey sounds and you don't get anything too, too wacky happening. I like how you say it's going to be, it could sound, it could sound slightly better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it does. Um, as opposed to just taking a CD and ripping the wave file and then shoving it through the process, it gives you a chance to fix some things. Um, and one of the things that's nice is with sound check in iTunes. Do you remember sound check? Yes, I do know Soundcheck. Yeah, so Soundcheck is Apple's uh, thing where they, they read through the files and they try to figure out how loud the music is in the file. And they, and they level everything off, which is really annoying. Yeah, it can be really annoying. Um, but one of the things that's cool about it is if you have that feature, right, you don't have to sla slam your music against a limiter to make it loud because if people can turn on Soundcheck well, then maybe you master your stuff a little quieter so that you still get some nice peaks and nice transients. And if people really care, you know, they can turn on soundcheck and it will turn down other music in their library to match what you did, basically. So uh, I, think, I think that's pretty cool. You could really mess with some people that way. Yeah. On the subject <laughs> of soundcheck, um, there's another like competing benchmark called replay gain. So, uh, replay. So, where, where is this for Mac or is this just? It's not an application or anything. It's, um, let's see, replay gain. Uh, it is a, it's, it's like a tag that goes in the metadata on an MP3 file. And it, um, if you have an MP3 player that looks for that tag, it's like sound check. 
only it has the advantage of having both a track replay gain value and an album replay gain value. Uh, which is one of the things that always really bothered me about soundcheck in iTunes is that every song is processed individually. So if you have an album that is, you know, done well by the mastering engineer and has like a nice flow and a nice sense of level to it, uh, soundcheck could skew every song slightly differently and it just changes the way it feels compared to listening to it on the CD. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but with replay, that's why I never. That's, that's why I would never use soundcheck. Cause yeah, you actually, get a feeling for how the how the songs are supposed to sound. Yeah, I don't use soundcheck either. But um, with replay gain, you know, you can tell your your file player to either use the track replay gain value, or you can say use the album replay gain value, which it calculates over the entire album, and it makes sure that every track is adjusted in the same way. So it's more like balancing one album to another album instead of adjusting the songs within one album. I could get more on board with that, I suppose. Yeah. The problem is if you are an Apple person, then iTunes doesn't, uh, doesn't address replay gain. Although I was in the bowels of the internet and I saw somebody made some sort of uh, tool that will calculate the replay gain and it will like write the replay gain values into the soundcheck field. I, I don't know. It seemed a little complicated, so I haven't is done there, it. Is there anybody who actually does not use iTunes anymore? I think that a lot of people who are using Android do not use iTunes. Because wasn't it, what was it, Win, Winamp? Winamp? Yeah. Oh, I remember that back in the day. Yeah, people still use Winamp. At one point, I think AOL purchased Winamp. That was, that was a classic one with a little visualizer on top of it. Yeah, I, I think it still is mostly the same way. Uh, still the same thing. I'm downloading that tonight. Yeah, okay, here you go. Ars Technica, an article, I'll put a link to this, from last year, titled Winamp's Woes, How the Greatest MP3 Player Undid Itself. And it's basically ripping on mismanagement of it by AOL. Yeah, man, I'm downloading Winamp tonight just so I can uh, so I can put a couple songs in just so I can relive my sixth grade youth. Sixth grade, yeah. I mean, that was high school, and that was even, I think, uh, first year of college for me was in Winamp. Oh, yeah, so maybe it was high school. It was like eighth grade or so, eighth grade, ninth grade. So I, I remember that and like having to download stuff on like Napster or LimeWire. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking it back, man. It was going so slow, but then whenever a song downloaded you'd be able to play it in Winamp. Mm-hmm. I remember, that. I remember um, that. But yeah, so I guess we've derailed. I think Winamp respect, bleh, respects replay gain. It also um, respects. It respects, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so these uh, Apple mastered for iTunes tools, right? So the first tool is a little application that will give you a preview version of the AAC file, right? Mm-hmm. which is actually a .m4a file. I've never figured out why the extension doesn't match the file type name. but I, I don't actually really get that either. Yeah, but whatever. M4a, those are AAC files. Um, so the second tool is the inverse. It's a little application that uh, takes the AAC file and spits out a WAV file for you. So what's cool about that is you know, once you've round tripped it from the wave file to the AAC and back to the wave, 
then you can open it up in Pro Tools or whatever your editing platform of choice is and actually compare and see what you're losing and what's hmm. changed. The coolest piece of this, though, is an AU plugin. I don't remember exactly what the plugin is called, but it's in the package if you download all the tools here. Um, so AU is, I think it's a format Apple pioneered called Audio Unit for plugins. Uh, you're, you're you're talking about all these extensions that I've never heard before. It's kind of blowing my mind, and I'm actually taking notes right now because I want to check <laughs> half this stuff out. Okay. Only half of it, not, not all of it, though. I'll tell you what I don't want to check out. Yeah, um, so AU is a plugin format that GarageBand and Logic and a few other things use. Um, so it's similar to like VST or RTAS or AAX or any of those, but I think it's a format from Apple. I'm not totally sure about that. Um, so uh, audio unit plugin they provide for you, and you can run that plugin in GarageBand if you want or Logic if you have it. Or uh, they actually have a free download on the same page of an application called AU Lab, which is just like a really stripped down, like two channel DAW that can run audio unit plugins. So you can download this free AU Lab thing. You can download their free little plugin for this. And if you if you set this up, you can actually set that thing so that it's got a source of some wave file on your computer, you know, whatever you just mastered and you can just directly flip. You can a B back and forth between the uh, iTunes version and the wave file. And you can try and figure out, they even have a little ABX test in there where they make you guess, Oh, are you listening to the wave file or the um, AAC file? And you can try and figure out if you can hear a statistical difference between them. Um, it's cool. It's a, it's a handy set of tools. Uh, I think there's one more in there called AF clip audio file clip, and it runs through your wave files and it tries to figure out if they've clipped anywhere, which is really, yeah. Um, be, I think the reason they do that is the encoding algorithm Apple uses is fairly sensitive to clipping. So if the wave file has any clips, I think they sound pretty bad once you get it into iTunes. Right. Um, so you can run this this uh, clip thing. And what it does, this is actually really cool. Uh, so we got a couple versions of Masters back for my band's stuff. Um, two different loudness levels. Oh, thanks. Thanks for sending them to me. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get that over to you so you can check it out. Um, so we have two, two different versions of it, right? At different loudnesses. And I was curious just to try out these, these mastering tools from Apple. So I ran both sets of files through the AF clip tool. And uh, so it does two things. It looks at the actual sample values in the file, right? Um, so every sample, 44,100 times per second, it produces a, uh, you know, there's one value of the magnitude of the wave there, right? Mm -hmm. So it checks all of those and it says, well, are any of those clipped? And the answer is no. But then it does an upsample thing. It basically figures out what the points. Mm. So for every sample 
in the file, right, at 44.1 kilohertz, they then find the three points in between those. So it's like sampling at four times the rate. It's, it's a process called upsampling. And they can look at those in-between points, and they're checking to see if those clip. So okay. the, the first set of masters we got back, which are a little bit more conservative in level, everything was great going through AF clip. Um, the second set was just a touch louder, I think about a dB and a half louder, and more compressed. And I ran it through AF clip, and every sample is fine, but three out of the six songs all had one um, upsampled point in between things that Apple thinks is going to clip and not sound good. So it's just a cool little analysis tool. That is. That, I mean, that's, I mean it's, it's amazing how good you can get your audio to sound if you want to do. It's actually a very minimal amount of work. And, the, and I always find that it's like even though you know, generally speaking, it's like, unless I talk to you about it, it's like, I can never really, I would never hunt this stuff down myself. <laughs> like, like, no, but it, it, it's not, it's not because, you know, I don't care, but it's like, I just, I wouldn't even think about it. It's like, I would go by listening to kind of subpar audio. And it's like, frankly, it's like your music can have a complete upgrade with very, it's like, frankly, limited amount of work. Mm. And it, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the important thing to know about this Mastered for iTunes thing is that it doesn't give you any of the tools to do the mastering. It's just a way to check your stuff, basically. And uh, and then feed it back in the mastering loop, if you need. If you need. Yeah. So, that's what I had to talk about this week. Next week, we're going to talk about artistic stuff, Jeff. All right. After people, after people have listened to my rants about... about uh, well, if you include my rant about the arcade fire, and if you don't include it in this actual full podcast, mm-hmm. you should include it as an addendum, like just a small sound clip of me ranting about that. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just start, leave it right there at the beginning. How about we just start another podcast that's just Keith's, Keith ranting about artists that people really like? <laughs> and I can just pick, pick musicians that people tend to really like. And tear them and apart. I, and I can just tear them apart. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we could do that as well, but... I think that uh, next week we're going to do something a little bit more artistic, but I'm glad that now I know significantly more <laughs> about I- mastering for iTunes, and I'm going to go download Winamp right now. Seriously, yeah. I really want—I really want to see that visualizer. It's going to—it's going to make my day a million and a half times better. <laughs> you will have to let us all know if it looks the same. Oh, I mean, I can, I'm going to find the classic one. I'm not downloading that new one. I'm going to look for Winamp Classic. Oh man, yeah. Just, just so I mean, that better still be a skin in there. Oh, skins. That's what they were called. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you know. I will report back. <laughs> All right. We're looking for an update in two weeks. Guaranteed update. All awesome, right. Vaughn, I love you. Love you too, Keith. Have a good night. <laughs>